Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to the Automation Morning Show for February 2nd, 2023. Today is Thursday, and my name is Sean Tierney. And we'll start off today's show by taking a look at what's new in automation. And today, first up, we have some good news from Opto22. They have now reopened their in-person training. So if you've been looking for in-person training on Opto22, specifically their Groove Epic, it's now open again. So that's good news. Uh, next up, we have some new products uh, highlighted by Electromate. And this one specifically is Robotics New Vacuum Grippers, right? So you can see a picture here, and there's some great videos down here at the bottom. I watched this one, and uh, in this one, they're using a, a universal robotics uh, uh, robot arm, and they go through kind of setting it up and telling you how everything works. So really cool stuff. Next up, we have a new tutorial from the good folks over at Copia. Copia provides Git-based source control solutions. And uh, in this article, they tell us all about how the Git ignore file works. And I was really impressed that they actually set one up every time you add a project to your system. So let's say you're using Studio 5000 to work with Control Logics. You know, when you open that up and start editing your code, it creates some temporary files like a .sam and a .work. And um, you don't need those files. Those are just temporary files when you close Studio and you're done editing those files go away, right? So the git ignore file, they automatically set that up to ignore those temporary files because you don't need to store them. You don't need to do source control on them. So um, I just thought it was very interesting. If you're looking at learning more about Git-based source control and Copia, check this out. Next up, we have an article from the ISA. It's called Understanding Open Process Automation. And one of the things, now, if you're into process automation, you'll probably find this interesting. What I gravitated towards, though, was the Open Process Automation Forum. This is the group that sponsored this session at one of ISA's events. But what I really like here is that their standard is based on standards we already know and are familiar with, right? So ISA 95, right? So I got trained on that back in the MAS days when I was doing plant metrics and historian and all that. Uh, we have ISA 99, we've talked to ISA, we have had Eric uh, Kosman on to talk about that in security. And then of course, OPCUA, very popular today in automation and some others. So um, I've actually sent a message out to them to see if I can get them on the podcast to tell us about their organization and what they're all about. With that, uh, I also wanted to go over to another article. This is uh, this week's new article from Grace. They're very consistent. They release a new article every week. And this one's about IoT adoption. And uh, they actually go over, you know, in water, wastewater, and utility. They go over some of the numbers here. And then they talk about, you know, what are the, the big concerns and problems inside of wastewater today that, um, you know, like you have several very large motors that are critical to the operation. And they really do make a good case for their Grace Sense sensors and cloud-based um, you know, predictive maintenance software. So I thought this was a very interesting article and I wanted to share it with you this morning. There's also an interesting article over at Rockwell. Now this one is a case study and it really doesn't go into PLCs and bits and bytes, right? It's really more about how uh, this uh, location wanted to remove the hydrogen sulfide from their biogas. And um, it, I thought it was just really interesting. So if you're into chemical engineering or you're into process, you'll probably find this interesting too. Again, it's not a bits and bytes type of, uh, you know, PLC how-to or HMI, HMI how-to. Next up from Rockwell, we had a, a blog about lockout tagout. And I thought they did a really good job in this article kind of talking about lockout tagout. I know most of you have to live with this. This is part of your life. But I thought, you know, if you have to share information about it with somebody who doesn't know about it, 
um, or if you want to learn about it. Um, I thought they did a good article, uh, a good job in this article explaining it and explaining how it really can be used to improve your productivity, right? Which is not the normal way we look at lockout tagout. Uh, with that, we get to our featured product. Today we're featuring Compact Basics. And uh, this is a course in which I teach you how to use every compact logics that's ever been created. And I don't go into servos. So I know I get that asked, get that question answered, not in this, this course, but I cover everything from the original L20 and L30 all the way up to the 5380. And uh, we cover distributed IO, we cover point IO and flex IO, and uh, we just cover everything you need to know. I am gonna be adding more lessons to this to get it up to be have parity with my control logics course at which time I will be raising the price. So if you wanna get into this now, you will get those additional lessons at no cost. Plus you'll get the new edition that I filmed this summer, which I'm calling the Ultimate Compact Logics Course. So I mean, I'm gonna go much, much deeper and broader into the, into the product line. Uh, you know, now that I have more equipment and I have more resources here, uh, we'll be going doing a very, very deep dive into the Compact Logics, much deeper than, uh, than we have in the past. So you get that for free if you buy the level one and two edition today. So with that, I wanna go over to new downloads. Now, Siemens has a new download. This is a new download of their PLC Sim Advanced version five update one trial. Okay, so if you've been looking for an op uh, opportunity to try out PLC Sim Advanced, um, that download has just been updated. They added some new PLC support. They added some new ethernet support. So uh, definitely a good thing to know about if you were gonna try it out. Also, there is a new download for the editor for Automation ML. And I just want to come down here. You can see some of the highlights here of what they've uh, edited and fixed in this new patch so or service release. So if you use an Automation ML, then uh, you may want to grab this uh, service release. And with that, we go over to our pub crawl. And today we have two new publications from Umron. The first is a brochure on their CK3C um, compact power PMAC controller, uh, specifically about the compact stackable motion controllers, and um, looks like very cool stuff. They also have an uh, update to their Power PMAC uh, user's manual for the Etherlite ARM uh, product. So uh, if you use either of these products, you may want to grab these new manuals. Um, and now for our audio video file of the day, we want to take a look at the Automation Podcast, which I released last night. We're going to try to release them on Wednesday afternoons now that we're doing a morning show. And I had that great opportunity to sit down with Chago and learn all about Open PLC. And I'm going to tell you, why should you learn about Open PLC? Well, first of all, it's completely free, right? It runs on multiple operating systems. So it runs on Windows, Apple, and Linux. And most importantly, you can develop your uh, PLC programs using any of the five IC61131-3 languages and then download it to either a Raspberry Pi or even an Arduino, right? So those little chips that cost, you know, 10, 15, 20 bucks. And I just think this is a great thing for education and also for hobbyists. So me as a hobbyist, I don't wanna do C++. I wanna stay with what I know, what I've been doing for 33 years. I wanna stay with, you know, the IEC 611.31-3 standard, right? I wanna use a lot of logic, function blocks, structured text, you know? So the fact that this supports this and it runs on those inexpensive hobby chipsets is, is pretty awesome. So they're not the only product that does that, but um, the fact that it's completely free and uh, is, is pretty cool. So if you think that's interesting, you want to check it out, I have a great conversation here with Chago, and um, he joins me all the way from Brazil. 
and uh, you can either watch it and listen to it here on the automationblog.com or any one of the, I think I got all the logos, I just updated them to every place where it goes out. Um, and you can watch it on YouTube and Rumble, you can listen to it anywhere. And uh, it's also available via an RSS feed. So that's the latest edition of the Automation Podcast. we got a special treat for you next week. So um, I can't wait to release that one next week that, that we have a special guest from Rockwell on. So with that, I want to come to events. And I did find one new event. It looked pretty cool. It's a free event from uh, Can and Automation. And it's uh, a one-hour free of charge workshop on Can physical layer options. So uh, it's going to be held on February 15th. And uh, if you're interested, you want to uh, check this out. And uh, like, as always, all the links are at automate.news. Uh, next up, we have the question of the day. And this is one that I've uh, posted here on automate.news. It says, is it possible to read data from a USB RFID scanner into the memory of a register on a Micro 800 series PLC? And it was posted on this article here over at the automation blog. Now, what I like to tell people is, Every Rockwell Allen Bradley programmable controller I've ever used, in the document, it always said, the manual or the user's document, whatever, it always said that the USB port was only for programming and troubleshooting, that it was not designed to be hooked up 24-7 to a third-party device, to a SCADA package, to an HMI. Now, I think there's some reasoning behind that to do with the chipset they use, but um, I have not found a Rockwell Allen Bradley programmable controller where you could use the USB port as like you used to use the serial port. Or today we use the Ethernet ports. Now, if you have heard something different, please send it in to me. I'd love to learn it. But every time I've checked, you can't. So what I would tell this person is that they don't leave the vendor that they're trying to connect. So I don't know if the USB port on their vendor's product is just designed to use with some configuration software on their PC, or if it does support something like serial, you know, or Ethernet ASCII, right, over USB, which some devices do. If it did, then you could convert, you can find converters from USB to serial or USB to Ethernet, and then you could bring it into the micro 800 that way. But barring that, I don't think there's any way to do it. If you folks know something different, let me know. But everything I've read about all of Rockwell's products that I use here, and we do teach a full course on the Micro 800, is that those USB ports are not designed for 24-7 runtime use. They're designed for intermittent programming and troubleshooting. So with that, that's our question and answer of the morning. And now I want to go over to our community corner, and we'll start with birthdays. I want to wish everybody who has a birthday today, Thursday, February 2nd, a very happy birthday. And I want to wish you an awesome day. Now, if you are connected with me on LinkedIn, I just found a bunch of people who tried to connect with me. LinkedIn hides them. So I just found them. So if you had tried to connect with me in the last week and you're like, hey, how come Sean's not connected with you? My apologies. I just found them and accept everybody who's in industrial automation, I've accepted. So um, thank you for connecting with me. But if you are connected with me and your birthday is today and you have your birthday in your profile, you show up on my celebration list. And I want to wish you all very personally a happy birthday, including Juan, Amanda, Kelly, Vatsal, Muhammad, Ty, Ramakamp, Brian, Denny, Muhammad, and Tor. And that's it. So happy birthday to you all. I hope you have an awesome day. With that, I do want to go over to our community site where you can post questions, ask questions, where you can message me. And that is automation.locals.com. If you want to, you can follow for free, but if you want to get involved and actually post a message, you can do so for the price of one cup of coffee 
a month. And we just had a new uh, $10 a month uh, member sign up. Thank you very much. You can do it as for as low as, I think, $2. But uh, I would just thank everybody who supports the show and support our work. Everything I do, I try to publish up here. Everything we do at Insights and Automation, we publish up here, and we check it every day for questions and messages. All right, with that, I want to remind you that if you've seen some news and you think I missed it this morning, you can send it in to me. Um, you can either be anonymous or you can get credit, however you prefer. Also, if you're a vendor, we have so much we want to do, so much expansion we want to do. We have open positions we want to fill. Uh, just to name a few, social uh, media position and a video editing uh, position. So um, we would love to get some sponsors to help us grow the channel. Um, we, do, we are looking at a new physical facility. We'll be going on that trip in April. And we'd like to have a, a physical place where we can have the vendors in and actually in uh, in in people and organizations in and actually do live interviews and uh, how tos and all that. But in any case, it all starts with you, the vendor. We need your sponsorship. So I know you there you got these media dollars you spend every year. Um, and if you're a customer or user or distributor, tell your favorite vendor to support us and sponsor us so we can get more uh, free information and news out to our audience, out to you. And with that, I just want to remind you that all of those links, the uh, sponsorship, the following at automation.locals.com, submitting news, our shop where you can get, you know, our swag, um, training, the blog, the show, all of that. And every link that we covered today is right here at automate.news. We wanted to keep the URL as short as possible. And so uh, you can also click on automate.show and that'll take you over to the automation blog and you can see all the past articles I've done. Those are called Automation This Morning. And those are really just article versions of the show. For those who are maybe someplace where they can't watch the show, watch a video, or maybe YouTube is blocked or Rumble is blocked, or um, hopefully not our site's blocked, but um, you can see I kind of go through and I, I, I do a little bit on each article and I put links there as well. And um, I put the show in there as well. So in, in here it's uh, ad-free. There's no, because we have ads on the website, we're not going to put ads in the video. So that's another way you can consume the show or read it, read the uh, text version at automate this morning at the automationblog.com. And with that, I want to thank you all for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend some time with us this morning, watching the show and learning about what's new in automation. And I want to wish you all an awesome day. Have a safe, happy, healthy, and awesome day today. And until next time, my friends, peace. <music>